This is Indie Business Podcast, Season 1, Episode 2. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and handmade entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I'll introduce you to Alana Rivera of Etta and Billy in San Francisco, California. You will love her as I do. Now, she's been a member of IBN since 2009, so I've known her for quite a while. But I really started to get to know her in 2012 when she joined us for the first time for Indie Cruise Mastermind. I got to tell you, I love everything about this woman, and I do love her products, too. During our time together, Alana told me about how her business started, including how having a terrible job played a role in the launch of her venture. We talked a little bit about her favorite social media tools, and we really dug down deep to discover how her business model works, so you can get some insight from that as well. You can find an outline with resource links for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash two. I'll be right back with Alana Rivera. So Alana, where are you today? Where am I interviewing you from? <laughs> you are you are interviewing me from my uh, recently cleaned out home office in San Francisco, California. Oh, how do you like working from home? Um, you know what? I love it, especially now that I have a dedicated um, like desk that I could actually sit at and I don't have boxes about to tumble over onto me at. So. <laughs> oh my goodness, I know that feeling. Working from yeah. home has great benefits, but there are some things we have to be concerned about. True. So True. Alana, you are with Etta and Billy in San Francisco. You make bath and body products, and I can say that they're exquisite and fabulous. <laughs> Tell us about that brand name. How'd you choose that? So uh, I came up with that brand name. Um, uh, You know, it took me a while, as it does for people. I was really trying to find something that meant something to me. But uh, thanks to a brilliant business person I know, namely you, um, (laughs) you had mentioned it also needs to be, you know, something that you can actually get... um, you can get the URL for and that it's easily trademarked. And, you know, the names that kept popping into my head were my grandmother's names. And at first I was like, I don't really know how to, I was trying to combine those names. And, um, (laughs) and I ended up just going with Etta and Billy and it, you know, it's great because I spent a lot of time with them when I was growing up, both of them. And they, they mean a lot to me and I love the sort of like lessons and adventurous spirit that both of them have instilled in me and I just kind of wanted to carry that with me in my business you know and have their names around me all the time since they are with me all the time um you know so that's that's sort of it (laughs) well and it's obviously worked out really well so when did you start your business what year was it I started my business in 2009 um yeah, I had, I, you know, I started soaping in 2006, but the actual business started in 2009. So for the three years between 2006 and 2009, you were just sort of honing your skills and mm-hmm. learning how to make things? Exactly, exactly. I had um, I had been working, I, I started the soaping because I had been working this job 
that I really didn't like, but I felt like I needed to give a full year at, mm -hmm. and um, I was, in, you know, really miserable. It was a really difficult environment for me, and my mom. I would call my mom crying, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she she finally was like, you know, you need to focus your energies on something else if you've decided that you're going to commit to being here for a year. Mm. And so she got me a book on soap making, knowing that I liked product and I liked cooking. And she, I think she just thought maybe this is something that she could get into. My mom, very brilliant. Um, <laughs> Moms are like that. <laughs> they are. They really are. It's amazing. So I, you know, I read through the book and I got really excited and I collected all the materials and I made my first batch of soap and it took, you know, it was very scary but exciting. You know, I never saw trace after stirring for like what felt like four hours. Um, so, <laughs> but I so, finally just was, I poured it yeah. and I let it rest. And yes. the next time, uh, you know, the next day when I opened it, I was like, oh, it looks fine. I know. And it seems great. And I was like, this is great. Yeah. And so it just kind of, it snowballed from there. It just, I started getting into other products and making stuff and, um, you know, and I was, yeah. and, and it became a business, um, you know, mostly cause I, cause I was really realizing that terrible job. I just realized I didn't want to be in an environment like that. And I was like, well, the only way to guarantee that is if I right. create my own environment. So, right. Well, you know, tell, you tell us a little bit about that backstory too, because so many of my listeners are in a situation where whether they have a job or not, they're, they've got this wonderful product line or a few products that they make really well. And they're sort of, you know, trying to decide whether they want to actually make it a business. Tell us a little bit about the, the, the pr thought process that you went through there um, so other people can kind of see what you did and maybe model some of what they did after you. <laughs> so it's it's kind of funny because, um, you know, now looking back, I, I think to myself, uh, you know, I was a little naive when I started, which is not actually a bad thing, I realized, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of work that goes into owning your own business. And especially as you grow, there's all of these things that you may not have thought about in the beginning that you now have to think about. Um, so I sort of just you know, in my mind, I was like, you know, I have these great products, I'm just going to start this business, and I'm going to sell on Etsy, and it's going to be great, and that's how it's going to work, and that sort of is how it, it sort of worked, is, you know, I, I was working a day job, um, I went to an herb school, and I graduated, and I had actually originally wanted to go work for a natural product company, because there's a lot here in the Bay Area, um, but that was in 2008, and uh, so no one was hiring. <laughs> And so I ended up having to go back to uh, work at a law firm that I had worked at. They were all very supportive. Uh, they actually let me work part-time while I was going to school. So they hired me back full-time. And um, I basically just was like, okay, I'm going to work on my business and, and, and have a day job. And so I, I, did, that for, I did that for about, um, oh, my gosh, how long was it? About four and a half years. Is that right? Wow. I think it is. I think it's about four and a half years. And while I did that, what was great about it is it gave me a lot of opportunity to try a lot of different things with this sort of safety net behind me, which is really, it's a really nice and comforting thing, at least for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I was able to, you know, take, I took a lot of classes. I started going to like the soap conferences, um, the indie cruise, 
and sort of honing a lot of other skills before I really jumped sort of over the edge. Right. Um, (laughs) Right. And, you know, I think that period, uh, well, I think for me, it lasted a little longer than I had wanted to. It always does. Always does. (laughs) I'm really happy that um, I had the opportunities that I did to get a lot of experiences. You know, I utilized also my, the small business administration. Right. Um, which Good. is great. Yeah. So oh my smart. So wonderful. And they have, um, they have free one-on-one counseling for a certain number of hours and different topics for people. And, you know, I also at that time was able to do research on local, um, local, local networks. And so I, I joined, uh, the San Francisco mm-hmm. Maid, which awesome. is a, yeah, a nonprofit that supports yes. manufacturing. I've seen it's that. Here. That's a really great yeah. program. So it sounds like, yeah, when you describe what you did, um, you know, zooming out a little bit for, for our listeners, it sounds like what you did was you um, connected locally and you prepared yourself. You really started doing some business leadership sort of mastermind training and, and, and interaction before you actually jumped off as you said yes yes and you know like I said looking looking back I'm really happy I did that I think mm-hmm. while it was happening I was like yeah no, I want to be doing this full-time right now right and, uh, right you know I, th- I think there is something to getting yourself the sort of information that makes you feel more comfortable yes yes that confidence level and yes. you know investing yeah. in yourself yeah. is something that is so hard for so many women to do. And it sounds like what you did was you said, you know, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to do it. And I know the payoff will come and look at you now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now. yeah, f- fast forward a little bit to today. I mean, you have, um, in, in the time that I've known you, and of course I've, I've had the honor of, of, of sailing with you on Indie Cruise, <laughs> which is always so much fun, but y- you've, you've rebranded since your first yes. uh, trip with us um, into the Caribbean. You have, <laughs> you have gotten your products into several different stores. Your website looks fantastic. You have a lot of fun with your smartphone taking pictures. So <laughs> you, you've also become a little bit of a marketing maven over there. So this is just such an exciting thing. And I wish we could cover everything. But tell us, if you would, Alana, what are like the top three things you do in your business model to make yourself successful? Okay, the top three things I do. Um, one is I hire people or get consultants to do things that are not my forte. Uh, graphic design being one of those. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I think it's really important to figure out the things that you're great at and figure out the things that you're maybe not so great at or maybe you don't love, love, love doing that you don't need to do and pay somebody to do those things for you um, because it really freed me up to do the other things, which I have to say is um, um, really utilize social media. Uh, you know, I, I actually, I, it was kind of when it started, I did it because, I, again, a great business person I know, namely you, uh, were <laughs> like, you have to try try these things, you know, figure out which one is the best thing if you don't want to do all of them. And so I was doing Twitter and I was doing Facebook and I was trying to blog. Um, and I think what's great about that is it really helped develop my voice. And so for me, the social media marketing is really key. I have to say it's really interesting. Um Instagram 
is mm-hmm. surprisingly a really great source now for me for some wholesale clients. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And retail, which I never, it's so strange. I was yes. like, I like it because I love the medium and I love interacting with people on it, yes. but I never really thought of it as a sales tool directly other than people just seeing my product and then maybe thinking about following me here and then maybe going, but I never really thought about it as like an instantaneous Um, Oh, I saw you on Instagram. So now can I sell your products in my store? Right. I love it. I love I love the instantaneous part of Instagram. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, for the last year, so many of us as women have been directed to Pinterest, but uh, not that there's anything wrong with it. But honestly, I have I have gotten in touch with people after seeing their products pictured on Instagram. And I'm like, where can I get this? Where would I go? And yeah. you know, you got to go to the link in their bio. And I'm like, I'm getting it now. So I, I love that you're mentioning that. And I also really appreciate what you said about finding people to do things that you're not really good at. I, you know, graphics is so important. And I just don't think um, that everyone appreciates that. And they sort of wonder, you know, well, why aren't I getting any sales? And well, kind of look at this graphic, honey, it's yeah. a great product. But you know, you really have to up level that and it's not that expensive to do. There are so many good graphics artists yeah, around who are. can work really quickly. If you if you give them a logo, it's not too long before they can come up with something that's good enough for you to use, right? Totally. And it, you know, it also depends on what look you're going for. Yes. And, and you know, I think uh, having a collection of, of inspiration, if it's something you want to do, is so helpful for a designer um, because it makes it that much faster for them to do it. If you can say, these are sort of the things that I like and what I want to go for anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to share, I think the other thing that for me is really important is to be, um, like I said, to know the things I don't know and and take steps to try and learn about things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. and reach out to people, whether it's, you know, I recently was on the phone with the California, um, <laughs> California, um, employment, uh, department right. because I have two employees now and I had some questions and, and it's, you know, it's one of those things you are, you have to take charge of those things. So you have to learn about the things that you don't know about, namely like employment taxes and yes. things, things that you just maybe never thought you'd need to figure out because you thought, well, it's just going to be me. No, Um, (laughs) it's never just you. When you start making money, the state needs a piece of it. (laughs) They do need a piece of it. But luckily, you know, there's, there's so many resources out there Mm -hmm. and there are so many ways to get sort of the information that you need. And um, that's been really helpful for me and, and having a really great uh, network of people as, as a resource, I think, you know, it gets really hard. I know for me, I have a hard time sometimes asking for help. Mm-hmm. But you know, the times that I've reached out to the people in mm-hmm. my business group, in my personal life, um, in uh, the Indie Beauty Network, I have really gotten some wonderful support and feedback. And um, it's it's just really incredible. And I think that it's really important to, to you know, when you're by yourself, sometimes you, you really get into that mindset of I'm by myself, I have to do all this all on my own. But it's not true. <laughs> no, no, you, know, you really don't. That's no. really a choice. That's a choice that people yeah. make. And I think sometimes people are a little bit shy, as you mentioned, about, yeah. you know, reaching out and showing everyone in the world that they don't know something. Um, yes. And, you know, you, you really need to exchange that 
for being able to get something done. So, yes, um, totally. so re- totally. really good point. So tell us a little bit, Alana, about how your business model works. You have, um, you, you obviously have a website at ettaandbilly.com. So you have retail sales. Tell us a little bit about where your other income streams come from. Sure. Sure. So I have my own, my own branded website as, as Don Marie mentioned. And then I also have, um, I also have a, I have an Etsy mm-hmm. site, okay. um, which I still will maintain because I, it actually brings me wholesale and some retail customers. Um, and then I have, I sell through, uh, two, uh, well, soon to be two, um, third party sites. So one of those is Brika and it's just a collection of handmade goods, really well curated, um, you can apply or you're invited. They're two lovely ladies based in Canada started the business. And then I'm also recently um, trying to sign up to do the Martha Stewart American made shop on eBay. Um, so that will be another, I haven't started that yet. So we'll see how that goes. And then the other things that I do, I, I have a wholesale sign up. So wholesale is a, is a huge part of my business. Um, it's about, 70 percent I think the last time I checked um and uh, I I get a lot of my wholesale through my website um mm-hmm. and then going to shows doing craft shows big mm-hmm. big craft shows big events in cities that make sense for me um, right you just did renegade in San Francisco I, right I did. I did just do renegade and I'm going to be doing um the renegade in Chicago in mm-hmm. September and actually this weekend I'm doing my very first trade show uh I'm doing the San Francisco International Gift Fair wow so I know awesome <laughs> so that's great so so you you have the third party sites you yeah. have your own branded website and yeah. then you have wholesale and the physical venues that you sell your products in. It's just a nice um, coordinated suite and you were able to nail it down really quickly as we we were talking. (laughs) So that's really good. And it's so contained. It makes so much sense. So does, does knowing exactly, does being able to answer that question the way you did for me in like 30 seconds, does that help you be more efficient and, and, and have more fun in your business? Yeah, you're not you know running I, around trying to get sales, you know, every, yes, everywhere, everywhere. Yes, it does. And you know, I still have to teach myself lessons about the kind of shows that I do because mm-hmm. uh, especially this year, now that I don't have the day job, I've been doing smaller shows than I would typically do. And I used to have a sort of rule that I never did a show that I, I've never been to and B that I didn't know was a well-known show um and they've all been learning experiences which is just great but you know also you have to think about where you're putting your resources and I think for me I sort of let go of that that one rule of mine and I'm gonna I'm reining it back in and I'm reminding myself of that rule um well, you know, it's a process, I, you know, it it's a process. process. I think, yeah. I think, you know, I, I hope I, um, as you mentioned that, I'm so glad you did, because I want our listeners to know that, you know, this is not a straight line. We, we don't go, you know, Alana didn't quit her job, and, and neither did I and get up the next morning and go, Oh, it's a straight line to where I want to be. That's, yeah. You know, we make mistakes, we totally mess up when we go, Oh, yeah. let me rein myself back in here and get back on track. It's a process. Exactly. Yeah, it is a process. Um, yeah, and and you know, speaking of that, then you know, I'm o- I'm opening up to the idea of doing other things like teaching, um, doing some private label, uh, 
you know, doing mm-hmm. some custom blends for people. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of when I started sort of some things that I thought about, but wasn't really, I didn't know how to incorporate that. And I think now that I have uh, mm-hmm. not another job that I work at. Right, um, right. Well, that helps. Like I, yeah, it feels like I have more space to make that happen. Well, and, um, and the other thing it sounds like you have, correct me if I'm wrong, is you have a platform in place. It's In other words, you have systems in place that are working when you're doing other things. And those systems lead to sales. So you don't physically have to lead to every sale. Yes. Yes. Bam. That, that is that. And it takes, and you know what? (laughs) Let's just remind everyone too. It takes a lot of work to get there. Yes. Yes. But you've done it. You've done it. I mean, and your products are in like urban outfitters at their, at their, tell us a little bit about some of the stores where we can find your stuff. I mean, cause we might be out shopping right now while we're listening to this podcast. Right. We have to stop and shop. So, um, I, you know, I was in urban outfitters online for, for a while, um, which was great and really wonderful exposure. Um, I was in, um, banana Republic pop-up shops, uh, last year. I believe that was the part of last year um, in Chicago, San Francisco, uh, New York, and Santa Monica. I was in their flagship stores for a while. And and right now I have a range of retailers um, from small boutiques to larger retailers. Like one of which I'm, I'm working with is um, Terrain, mm-hmm. which is Anthropology's garden brand. I see. And- they have uh, three stores in, um, I believe it's Pennsylvania and Connecticut. And um, so that's going to be happening this fall, which is really exciting. And very, then, very great. Yeah, yeah. It's, one, it's really wonderful. And, you know, and they're, it's, it's constantly evolving. Um, and I, I feel really fortunate to have worked with um, some big retailers a little earlier on because it mm-hmm. really forced me to step my game up. Right. Yeah. And what, what does that feel like? I mean, tell us a little bit about what you mean when you say step your game up. What does that mean to you? How do you define that? And how can you encourage other makers and indies to do that? Yeah, sure. I think one of the things was, um, you know, it made really forced me to think about scale, like quickly think about scale, um, scaling up my production, scaling up um, how to wrap, package, everything it's kind of and also it forced me into I had wanted to rebrand but it really forced me into Mm rebranding because I really was like I need I'm in a big retailer I need to have the kind of presence that makes me look bigger than I am and is appealing to people and also um, feels like the sort of brand that I want to put out there Mm -hmm. um so those were some of the major things. And it forced me to like think about like how do we package things together and how do we label things because these big retailers have very specific requirements about how things are packaged and labeled. They have, you know, how, how you ship something to them. They have very, very, very serious rules. And while it seems cumbersome from a small maker perspective, it made, started to make me think about this. Well, they're doing this because – they get thousands of shipments and they need a good way to organize it. So how can I incorporate some of these same methodologies into my work so that it's easy for us when we're shipping out orders for someone to know exactly what they're getting um, and for us to know exactly what we're shipping out. 
Um, and so it, it was really great. And, you know, I had to read through their like pages and pages of manuals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Right. And it sounds yeah. like it's definitely paying, paying off for you. Yes. And also oh, during this period of time that you've been moving in this direction where most of your sales are coming from retail, you or wholesale to retailers, you yeah. have been able to hire people to help you. Tell us how many people you have on staff or virtually sure. and sure. what they do for you to help you be successful, Alana. Okay, so I have um, I have uh, two part-time employees, one whose sole job is to help me with production. Um, and then I actually have an intern right now. <laughs> so I have, I have three employees, an intern and then two other assistants. Mm -hmm. And then I um, and then I utilize, like I said, graphic design work. Um, and then I've also used utilized some virtual assistant work too, as well, when it's just too much for me to handle too much for my, um, assistants to handle mm -hmm. as well. I mean, this is actually, you know, this is what I had. I just hired my second person in May. Right. So we haven't done a full holiday yet. Mm -hmm. And those are the, those are the test times. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be exciting. And you have it a is. new physical location tell yes. us about that I saw some yes. pictures on uh, Instagram yes I did yeah. <laughs> and it uh, looks like it's so bright and sunny and you've got room to grow tell us about that process yeah so I had you know um when probably about a year ago I've been working out of my apartment since I started and we actually moved from a one-bedroom apartment to a three-bedroom apartment to to attempt to you know enable my business to grow um, my husband is incredibly supportive, which is really wonderful. And so I then took over, I had one bedroom in our three bedroom apartment and we had an office and then I had two bedrooms out of the three bedrooms and then it kind of leaked a little bit into the kitchen and then at <laughs> holiday time, it would also leak into the living room. And so, you know, my husband and I both were like, out in the hallway down the yes. front stairs. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so we were finally like, okay, I think you know, it's time. I really need to move this out of the house um, for multiple reasons. Um, growth was one of them. Sanity was the other big one. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we started looking for space. And like I, the organization I mentioned before, SF Made, actually has somebody on staff that helps makers find space, which is pretty wonderful. Right. Um, he gave me a couple different leads and we went and checked those out. And, and what what's funny is it ended up we ended up finding my space on Craigslist mm -hmm. uh, and um, it's this great old building that has a lot of makers in it. It's got, mm. it's, I just met a bike, a, a guy who builds bikes oh, uh, the wow. other day and I, there's dancers and there's um, oh jewelers and I, you know, I haven't unfortunately been able to meet everybody yet, but it's, it's pretty great <sighs> it how many sounds, makers are there. It sounds heavenly. I think you should it propose is. a party. I you know. Have I'm, a holiday party so you could I'm, meet everyone. Totally. You could buy each other stuff. I love it. I need I a new it. bike. I mean, exactly. my goodness. It's, <laughs> know. you know, it sounds like, um, you know, I'm so excited to hear that there are those people around you because you can encourage and inspire each other. You know, it's, it sounds like these places are popping up all over the country. We have a few in North Carolina because most of sort of the quote unquote co-working spaces have focused heavily on tech and mm -hmm. people sitting at laptops all day long, which, which was just a whole nother story about how great that is for your life. But, yeah. um, but really being able to have an artful location where people are artists, but they're also entrepreneurs. Yes. 
Yeah, it's it's really um, it definitely has some really great energy, and you know I'm, I feel very fortunate to live into in a city where we actually have quite a few of those buildings. Um, you know, so there were there were some options, sort of. I you know, <clears throat> uh, you know, I was on wait lists for other buildings, but mm-hmm. my space is great. It has been amazing. What's shocking is when I look at it now, mm-hmm. and I think most of this stuff was in my apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, you know, but we've really been able to increase production in the new space because I have the space to do it and space to house product. And um, it's been wonderful. It's also is really interesting. It was a it was a real learning experience, too, because I had to sort of relearn how part of me I had to relearn how to make some things. Right. Which right. Right. I hadn't, it was sort of one of those things I hadn't really thought of, but you know, you, you're making something in a certain way for so long and you change locations, you sort of have to rethink it and it's, it rethink it in a great way. It took, yeah. a, it took a, a, a little while to get back to my rhythm. Mm-hmm. It can be very unsettling. It really yes. can as exciting okay. as it is to be able to have to organize things in a completely different way. It takes time to do yes. that. And you, you do lose some short term efficiency, but it sounds yeah. like you picked it up really quickly. Yes. Yeah, I kind of I felt like I really, you know, I had um I had some goals that I really had wanted to reach and so we just plowed through it, and made it happen. Awesome. <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you know, we talked earlier about how um your road has not been a straight line. Tell us like what's like the biggest or one of the biggest um challenges that you faced or mistakes sure. that you've made and how have you overcome the challenge or rectified the mistake to move on? Okay. I think, um, one of my biggest challenges was early, earlier on in my business. Um, when I had, basically I was so stressed working a full-time job Mm -hmm. and then coming home and doing what needed to be done for my business and basically working seven days a week and, you know, lots and lots of hours because it was both the day job and my passion job and my right. business. And for the longest time, I would say at least probably two to three years, I felt really uncomfortable with trying to get help from other people. As I mentioned earlier, I had a hard time letting go of the dollars to pay somebody to do things for me. Um, but you know, I, I got to sort of like a breaking point when, when it was just so stressful and I, and I just like sat, I remember I sat one day, I sat down in my living room and I just cried and I just cried and cried. And I was like, you know what, this, I'm not going to be able to continue at this pace and doing what I'm doing. And I want this business to succeed. So I need to move past my issues with paying somebody to help me. Um, and I did that and that has made a huge difference. And I still have moments when I'm like, Oh, I could do this um, myself. But you know, if, if it's really important for me to remember that my time is very valuable, just like many people's time is very valuable. And so it needs to be focused on the things that I can do and do well, and not on the things that I could have somebody else do. Well, just and, as well. 
Yeah, that time. Time is really an entrepreneur's most valuable resource. So I'm glad you mentioned that. And that process of letting go of the control of being able to, um, you know, feeling constrained to do everything yourself. And you don't have to let that go all at one time, right? It's not like you need to just throw your delegate everything all at (laughs) one time. You can do this in small stages. and, And I know that has worked for me, just letting little pieces go. Because yes. honestly, when I first hired someone, I was so overwhelmed, I didn't even know what to tell them to do. And yeah. so I literally just looked at all the things I did. And I honestly, I chose one thing, one thing. And I was like, I promise I'll give you more stuff. But honestly, if I can just get one thing off my desk, then I'll feel like I can get the second thing off my desk. Yeah. And by the end of the first month, like I had just delegated enough things that, you know, she was actually helping me put a system together. So it worked, it worked really well. Well, this is great, Alana, and I'm so excited for you. Congratulations on all your success in your new space. Tell us like, what are your top two or three tips for success that we haven't talked about that you would leave with people who are listening today? What would I say is my top, um, that I haven't mentioned already. Um, Goodness. Let's see. I would say, uh, oh, you know what? This is a big one that I didn't mention. Give yourself a break. (laughs) Make sure that you give yourself some time and time away from your business, Um, especially for creative people. I think it's really important um, to take some space and give yourself time to think about other things, time to take care of yourself. Um, And I think it really helps your creativity. That would be that would be one. And I think the other and this sort of piggybacks on something I already said, which is reaching out to other people. Um, mm-hmm. For me, my I've cre- I have a business group here um, in San Francisco that's like part mastermind group, part support, part it's all business mm-hmm. people, all creative business people. Um, and I think that having um, mm-hmm. having creating some sort of network for yourself yes. of like minded people mm-hmm. is really important. And however that works for you, whether it's one person or whether it's four people, I mm-hmm. think that it's really key to sort of like develop almost like it's almost like finding a mentor. Yes. Um, these are more of my peers in, in many ways, but a lot of them are in a different sort of stages of their business. So I can utilize their information. I think that has been incredibly helpful and I'm not sure mm-hmm. I would be as far along with my business if I didn't have that group of people oh, around. It's, it's so much more fun to do it with other it people. Is. It's oh my just, gosh, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it can be so overwhelming if not. So thank you for sharing those, those final tips today, Alana. Tell us where to go to buy your fantastic products and learn more about what you do. Of course you can, uh, you can find me on the web at, um, Etta and Billy.com. And that's, uh, you can think Etta James, Billy holiday. Oh, there you spelling. go. <laughs> And and is spelled out, no ampersand. Um, and you can also follow me on Inst- Instagram and Facebook. And I'm at Etta and Billy on both of those medium too. So excellent. Yeah. Well, continued success to you. Thank and I you. will be seeing you on Indie Cruise, Yay! I have to say. So selfishly, it's all about me being able to see you again. Because <laughs> well, I always have such too. a good time with you. <laughs> great, great. Great time with you too. Awesome tips today, Alana. I'm so excited to uh, share you with my audience and we'll be talking to you soon and checking you out at ettaandbilly.com. Thanks for joining us today. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Indie Business Podcast. And if you did, please go to IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash podcast and click on the iTunes link and let us know how much you enjoyed it. You can rate our show. And this really helps us a lot because we can spread the word. And we can also let other people know that this is a great show for indies and makers and entrepreneurs to download and be inspired on a regular basis. I'll see you next time on Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love.